Hello and welcome to the podcast, Motherhood Unfiltered, It's Going to Be Okay. My name is Nikki and I am a life coach and mental health advocate for moms. My mission is to help moms move forward with confidence as they overcome the hurdles of mental health struggles. I have personally experienced the challenges, the challenges of depression and anxiety, and I know how hard it can be to feel like you're just surviving day to day, but with the right tools and guidance, it's possible to not just survive, but to thrive. As a coach, I provide support, encouragement, and practical skills to help moms build resilience and regain control over their lives. Through my work, I have seen firsthand the transformation that can occur when moms are empowered to take charge of their mental health and well-being. So if you're a mom who's feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or just not yourself, I want you to know that it's going to be okay. I'm here to help you navigate these challenges and move towards a life where you feel confident, fulfilled, and thriving. Let's connect and get started. Hello, everybody. This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. And today I have Dawn Fleming, and she's also a, a podcaster, and she's also owns and operates and oversees Life Redesign, a global coaching and consulting company. So I'm really excited to learn about her unique lifestyle. Well, I think it's unique because I'm still living in porn country. So <laughs> so Don, thank you for coming on today. And tell us how in the world you went from being a lawyer to living in Mexico. <laughs> Wow. Well, this could be a very long conversation, but <laughs> the short answer is um, actually that all kind of started when I, I got married. My uh, second marriage, I was number three for him and he was number two for me. So we didn't want to do, <laughs> you know, white lace and, and all that stuff. So we just got married on our honeymoon and we chartered a 35 foot sailboat for 16 days and just enjoyed ourselves. And then we flew back to Southern California, LAX airport. I got in the car. There were six lanes of traffic in each direction, not a bit moving. The concrete <laughs> jungle. And yeah. we just looked at each other and we're like, this is our life. What are we doing here? <laughs> and that's how it really all started. And, and actually, that's what I encourage people to do. If you're wanting a change, get out of wherever you're at. And just mm -hmm. give yourself that space yeah. to really be, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I was a busy practicing lawyer. My husband had a very successful electrical engineering um, business. And so it was go, go, go all the time. I mean, we were really in the thick of the rat race. And so mm -hmm. having space to really enjoy life and the beautiful Caribbean Sea. I mean, there's nothing mm -hmm. like that, you know, to really <laughs> yeah. spur the creativity. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we just start, we started a dream board. Actually, we just started thinking about what do we want our life to look like? It was a new chapter for both of us. And I just happened to ask him the question one day, honey, if you could live anywhere, where would you live? And he said, Destin, Florida, the panhandle, which I had never been there before. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, I'm open and, and let's check it out. Yeah. And so that's 
what we did. And, and we ended up, we have a great big sailboat. It was too big actually for that area. That's how we ended up in Panama City, Florida for two years. And we really went with the idea that, you know, his kids were grown and gone. I never had children. I have two younger brothers. One's um, 16 years younger than me. One's nine years younger than me. So I, those are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed their diapers. I help raise them. So he has two boys. I have two boys, but they're they're my brothers. They happen to be my brothers, right? Uh, but their kids are like my grandkids, really. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting dynamic. But we just went with the idea that you know, let's try it. You know, we're not trees. If we don't like it there, we can move. You know, and right. and so that's what we did. And and just in the interim, it took us a lot longer to get there than we had planned because this little thing called the economic crash occurred in 2008. Yeah, and that kind of delayed right. us for a while trying to right. figure that whole thing out. You know, three houses in foreclosure, his engineering business almost shuttered mm -hmm. him overnight. My business crashed and we found ourselves mm -hmm. really in trouble. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was almost 60, I was almost 50 and, you know, virtually no retirement savings. He was a single mm -hmm. dad, raised his boys, you know, business bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were just all these these things that were like, you know, and, and so we hung on for two years, you know, trying to deal mm -hmm. with the banks and trying to, to dig out of it. And, and finally, we just threw up our hands and said, you know, we just got to go. We can't put our lives on hold forever. Come what may. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had our sailboat. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a it's a big boat. It's like a two bedroom, two bath condo. And it was like, as long as we have our boat, like we're good. And, and <laughs> yeah, and just and then, you know, it's amazing when you do that, Nikki. Sometimes we hold on so tight. We're just so afraid of, of what what could come. And yeah. the moment we let go and, and just sort of surrender and say, I've lost control of the steering wheel. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I just have to have faith that there's something better out there for me. And it's right. amazing what can happen when you do that. And that that's really kind of how it all started. But but to your point, the the thing I guess that that shifted for me on that trip too was it was like, you know what? Practicing law is never gonna deliver the lifestyle of my dreams. Like most attorneys die at their desk. You know, they're on that yeah. treadmill. They have this lifestyle, this mm -hmm. big house and this fancy car. And they, it, you have to feed the monster. And, and mm -hmm. so when you got all those trappings of the material world, it mm -hmm. just makes it really hard. You don't have choices. And then, you know, right. California, like I was licensed in the state of California. That's it. If I wanted to yeah. go somewhere else, you may end up sitting for the bar ex exam again. But like, who wants to do that? You know? Oh, yeah. Let's just torture myself more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely. I mean, we are creatures of like, we have to know all the ins and outs of everything and all the possibilities of each decision that we make. And a lot of times that just freezes us. Like, we can't do anything. And sometimes you, like you said, you just have to just surrender and give it up. And I mean, you know, what if that wasn't a great decision? Well, let's try something different. You know, you just, and I think if you have enough faith in your own abilities, you know, that I'm a, a very intelligent person. If this doesn't work, we will figure something else out. That's you right. Know. Yeah. 100%. And so I, do like that, you know, and that you guys did, you know, 
decide, you know, after two years, I mean, because we really didn't know how long that housing, you know, that recession was going to last. And I, you know, I remember, you know, where I was at that time and I didn't do anything. I was just so scared that if I flinched, (laughs) I was going to end up in a black cliff somewhere. (laughs) I mean, we just kept saying, oh, it'll, it'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Right. But it just wasn't. There was no signs of life, but we're like, oh, this is a good. <laughs> so now thinking about that, so now we're sort of in another recession. So you guys are like, thank God we're not even there. Yes. Well, and that's why, so we spent two years in the panhandle. The reason we laughed, you'll appreciate this, is our, our initial <laughs> conversation, is because then it used the words wind chill in the winter weather forecast. Okay. I mean, I thought Florida was warm. <laughs> The first one didn't do bad, but the second winter was in the 30s a lot. And I said, oh, this broke cannot go. No, I can't. So we ended up um, moving to Southwest Florida. Uh, we lived in Punta Gorda for four years, which is just north right. of Fort Myers. And, and we enjoyed that. But again, we didn't buy what well, we couldn't because our credit was trashed. And, you know, at that right. point, we were, we were still recovering. I had uh, gotten started with, I transitioned out of practicing law into the network marketing industry and was uh-huh. had a, a very successful experience with that, swore I'd never do it again. And then an opportunity came along with a startup and we actually <laughs> earned over a million dollars in six years on a part-time wow. basis. And that's what allowed us to recover and move to South Florida. My husband ended up landing a great job full brand new for his uh, career for him at age 60. He landed mm-hmm. a job at a shipyard, ended up building, uh, designing ships, totally different wow. from what he had done before. Loved it. Unfortunately, Amazing. the company wasn't real with it in terms of, this was obviously pre-COVID. So he yeah. really wanted to work as a contractor remotely. And they're like, oh, we need you here kind of thing. So he had a part <laughs> with that. Yeah. But after two years, I was making four times as much money as he was. But that job saved us, really. I mean, yeah. was like, get off the dock and get a job. Like he was going to go work at Home Depot. He's like, okay, we've uh-huh. spent all this time together at sea, you know, 24-7. Like, I got to go get a job, you know? That's <laughs> <laughs> so your relationship, I'll tell you. Um, you know, so we enjoyed our time there. But And we were making really good money. And there was just like this little voice in the back of my head. And, and going back a ways, um, I, my first husband and I were actually Grateful Dead fans. And there's uh-huh. a, a song they sing called Uncle John's Band. And there's a line in there that says, when life looks like easy street, there is danger at your door. And <laughs> yeah. I sort of was living by that. And I'm like, you know, we're doing really well, but all of our eggs are in one basket. And this mm-hmm. makes me nervous. And at that point, we were ready to buy something. But I was a bit shell-shocked in the U.S. because prices had gone up really rapidly again. All the property yeah. we were looking at was, you know, a million bucks if we wanted to yeah. have a place to have our sailboat. You throw in, mm-hmm. you know, $8,000 a year in real estate taxes. You throw in hurricane mm-hmm. insurance. And now you're a grand mm-hmm. a month and you haven't even talked about a mortgage. And I said, not doing yeah. it. I'm just yeah. not doing it. Yeah, especially if we want to sail and not even be there. Like, why am I going to have this huge house? And I, I yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to invest in real estate, I want to buy something that puts money in my pocket. And mm-hmm. so I was looking at, and I'd come to this little Caribbean island 30 years ago. 
1992, my girlfriend from the Midwest took me down here. We come back year after year for a long time. Tom and I had been here multiple times on incentive trips. You know, the network marketing industry, they go to Cancun a lot. So we come over here and That's spend four days and chill. And so we had kind of kept an eye on real estate. And so once we had kind of set E on Florida, I said, let's go to Isla. You know, it was Thanksgiving. It was his birthday, December uh-huh. 1st. I go, let's do a little fun shrimp and go sniff around. And we actually right. found a house. We ran the numbers that looked good and it didn't end up working out, but we found uh, another house and the one that we bought. So we came back in February and uh, made an offer and we ended up closing in 2016. Now, what I, I teach and I, I talk about it a little bit in my book, Clean Your Dream Life, but uh-huh. um, the power of vision not only helps you create the dream life that you want, like that's that was that whole dream board exercise of Let's yeah. Go. What do we want? What do we want to experience here? But it also, once you train your mind to do that, it allows you to see things, see other opportunities that people miss. And so this mm-hmm. dumpy little house, it's four years old, good bones, Caribbean oceanfront, double <laughs> lot. Yeah. But it was boogly. I mean, the paint was bad. The decorating was bad. And so we met with the builder and said, can we, but we could see the potential, right? Yeah. And actually we have a 360 degree view oceanfront from our rooftop, all the skyline, Caribbean. And I knew it was there, but it wasn't there when we bought it. It was only two levels. And so I was like, can we do a third level? Can we, you know, put in a pool? It needs a proper pool. It didn't have that. And and he's like, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, is it structurally sound enough to to do the expansion that we wanted? Mm -hmm. So we did both work. And basically the ROI, we had some money that we had had saved into an investment account, a retirement account that we were able to use as a down payment. We got seller financing because mortgages are not common in Mexico. About 90% of transactions are cash deals, which means having had a mortgage banking background in a strong real estate background in the United States, Mm -hmm. what that means is the market is much more stable. Because yes. you don't have all this, you know, created money going into the system, yeah. this, all this right. leverage in the system. These are, you know, this is this is real money that is being invested mm-hmm. in property mm-hmm. here. And so it's not subject to the same whip. Obviously, it, it fluctuates to some extent. Yeah. But not nearly yeah. the wild swings that we've seen in the States. So, and by the way, I was able to, none of my houses went into foreclosure, oddly enough. I was able to get <laughs> straight out short sale on one modification on another and, yeah. and then some other things so that was shocking to me but as i went through that process really digging into what had occurred i was shocked as a lawyer and as a real estate professional what had occurred with mers and the manipulation of the mortgage-backed uh-huh. securities market from yeah. all of that and i said mm-hmm. i don't want anything to do with anymore because it didn't stop that's the sad thing. It's still going on yeah. today. And we're seeing that, you know, a bit with the interest rates, how much that has impacted the values in the marketplace. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, so we transformed this property. It's called Castillito del Caribe, which is little castle <laughs> by the, the, and I've been joking. We need to almost need to change it to Castillo del Caribe, which means <laughs> a castle. Yeah. <laughs> Not so little anymore, 
But it's been a joy. I never thought I would be an innkeeper. We did have someone else manage it for a while. But the smart thing that we did, Nikki, is we took every penny we made. It was an existing rental, but not performing well. So we did all the things we did was really to increase that ROI on the property. Every penny we made for the first two years, we plowed back into the property. We didn't need any income Mm -hmm. from it because we were doing so well. Well, what happened mm-hmm. was in 2018, almost exactly two years after mm-hmm. we had property, I lost a multiple six-figure network marketing business for the second time. Overnight, mm-hmm. it's gone through no fault of my own. And thank yeah. goodness, we had made this move. And, yeah. we, and we did move physically as well. We weren't planning on it. We, initially, it was just an investment. We weren't planning on moving mm-hmm. But actually, it was uh, when we built the pool, we were here for the month of August and there were lovely sea breezes, Caribbean sea breezes, you know, the the beautiful beaches. And I thought, you know what, this is, it's nicer here than it is in South Florida because Gulf gets yeah. really bored, you know, uh-huh. and, and you've, yeah. you know, LJ blooms and all this crazy stuff anyway, right. and hot and sticky and thunderstorms and all that. And it wasn't like that. And I thought, geez, we could live anywhere. What the heck? You know, our, yeah. we still our home. I'm like, our house moves. Let's just jump on the boat, bring it down here, hang out, live on the boat. We can manage the property. And if we don't like it, our, we can go somewhere else, you know? Uh-huh. And that was really right, right. started. And that was almost six years ago. It'll be six years in June that we came down mm-hmm. here. Well, we actually live on the third floor. We have a beautiful penthouse apartment with, you know, views on both sides. But I'll tell you what, this this island has just exploded. It was talk about, you know, being at the right place at the right time. Yep. In the last four, our North Beach on our island was just named the number one beach in all of Mexico. Our wow. little island, 4.3 miles long, gets 25 to 29,000 visitors a day coming to wow. the island. Wow, yeah. So, which means... Rents have gone through the moon. Hotel occupancy is 90 to 100%. I took, yeah. We were talking to, we have our house on the market and we can't afford to live here anymore. We're losing $50,000 a year in rent. By living in the penthouse, so I'm like, oh, we got to go. That's, that's, anyway, we're right. to the next We got to inject ourselves. <laughs> right. What a good problem to have. That's, I know, right? <laughs> so that's what we're doing. But you know, it, it was really one of those things that's really made me think too, because there's so many people out there like us that are like middle age, whether it's divorce, my husband's mm-hmm. a melanoma survivor, single dad, business mm-hmm. bankruptcy, whatever it is, there's so much turmoil out there in so many people's lives. They don't have the million dollar nest egg sitting mm-hmm. there to be able to retire. Well, mm-hmm. we should, I mean, we were in trouble, but yet mm-hmm. it was, there are ways. And unfortunately, your financial planners don't generally tell you about things like this. But, you know, <laughs> no. I mean, we're looking at walking away from this property with seven figures in our pocket and mm-hmm. in a very short period of time. And so there mm-hmm. are ways out there. And even if that were not, you know, if we didn't want to sell, I mean, what a great annuity. To have mm-hmm. be having it coming in if you just wanted to do that. But, you know, it's sort of thinking out of the box. It's sort of really looking at what, it, you know, what's important to you. And, and that's what I always have people start with is let's start with the end result. What do you want mm-hmm. your life to look like? You know, think 
five yeah. years out. You can trick your mind. If you if you go five years out, your mind says, oh, five years, that's a long time. Okay, I guess you can dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. like you in a year, right? Then then it's like an analytical mind will say, oh, a year's not very long. It goes by really fast. I don't think I can accomplish much in a year. But if you if you go out five years and you go, oh, yeah, can yeah. that's right. And so you can kind of get your subconscious to work with you and, and play and say, okay, here, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand you Dawn's magic wand and you get mm-hmm. to wave it and create whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Be, do, right. have. The who, what, where, when, why, you know, what does it look like? And that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem I find is people just don't, they don't know. Most people yep. don't get what they want because they don't know what they want. And they don't right. willing to put in the tough work. The hardest labor of all is thinking. That's why so few mm-hmm. people do it. Right? <laughs> oh, so that's what the problem is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki. The host of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. I had to tell you, I have put together a list of my top 10 most played episodes. So go to my website, www.nickiasherbowling.com forward slash my mixed tape, tape list. Yeah, it's called my mixed tape list. And I know I've dated myself. However, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Yeah. Well, and then so what happens? You know, we get busy with life. I just um, was talking with one of my clients this week. She's got a very busy practice, therapy practice. She's got a side Mm -hmm. project uh, related to autism that I know is her future that she wants Mm -hmm. to. But she's so busy. She's got a waiting list for her her therapy patients. And she is overwhelmed. Like, and this is a really big vision and doesn't know how do I get from where I'm at now to where I want to mm-hmm. be. And so right. she confided to me, she said, you know, I find myself just scrolling on Facebook and wasting time because yes. it's easy. It's a distraction. And, yes. you know, we always used to say in, in network marketing, a confused mind does nothing. And that's it, what ends up happening. True. So really, so if you have that vision, if you, if you know where you're going, you know what you want your life to look like, then you can start working backward. Mm-hmm. And right. I've completely redesigned my business because 
it started out as a high-end coaching program. It worked mm-hmm. great, but you know, I'll be 62 this year and I've been a business attorney. I know there's all different kinds of models out there. There's all different kinds of things. But the last thing I want to do at this point in my life is create a business I don't want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to be very strategic. I want to serve my clients undoubtedly. And I want, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd prefer not to have to charge them $5,000 because I can help more people. Right. So it really takes a lot of brain power. A lot of strategy, a lot of thinking about, okay, mm-hmm. what fits with Dawn's future self? I want to travel. You know, we, you know, I guess we've been innkeepers mm-hmm. for five years. It's kind of limited, you know, that aspect of our lives. And, you know, my husband's 10 years older than I am. So, you know, he'll be 72 this year. How much longer yeah. can we travel? Like, if we're going to do this, we need to do this soon, right? And so really thinking about how do I line up the, the goals that I have? With, run, with respect to serving and really helping people live their best life and uh-huh. live my best life. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's well, the challenge. That, yeah, exactly. That and so, so when you were talking about that, so what if someone has absolutely nothing, you know? I mean, how do they start? You know, they know what they want and how do they get from point A to point B? You know, and they're like sitting here, well, all I have is my big dream. I don't have any money. I don't have this. I, you know, how do I get there? Well, the easy answer is to get my book. Cause I because <laughs> that is exactly what my entire book is. <laughs> Give you a little history. And, uh, you know, it, it is that that book actually started as a five day workshop. And okay, I yeah. taught, I, I took people from the very beginning all the way through that process using uh-huh. the exact same pro- process that Tom and I used. But right. the short answer is it's really about getting clear about what makes your heart sing, right? Mm-hmm. What is, what brings you joy in your life? And mm-hmm. a lot of times a look back is really helpful. Like, like, you mm-hmm. know, a rear view mirror exercise and thinking about in the past, mm-hmm. what, what has really lit me up? You know, what do I get really excited about? What, what really brings me the most joy and do more of that, right? Really focus right, on that. Yeah. And how do you, and even if it's not, you know, and if you don't have any money or anything, I mean, all this stuff is free. I mean, dreaming is free. That's the exciting part. <laughs> it is right. Free, yeah. And it's free. Yeah. And you and know what? Can, Thinking is free too. <laughs> it's free too. Exactly. And there's so much. And, and you know, I guess the, the thing I, I caution people about is information overload. I mean, we're living yeah. in the information age. And I think that's probably yeah. the hardest part. And that's why mm-hmm. you're ne- the answers are never going to be found outside you. They're going to be found with you. Not to yeah. say you can't take advantage of information that's out there. But mm-hmm. really that self-assessment and saying, well, what skills do I have? What am I passionate about? What is the, mm-hmm. in fact, you know, the, the next iteration of my course, I'm really, we're doing a really deep dive into this. There's a concept I came across with the, within the last year called Ikigai. And it's, it, it's a Japanese concept. <laughs> and okay. yeah, it, it goes back a long time, but it's part of their culture. And what's interesting is there, there's four parts to it. Two of the, the parts of it 
are actually what I call the freedom formula in my book. And that's matching up your skills and passions. And that's an exercise a mentor took me through years ago when I was just getting out of of the first network marketing company that I was with. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know what's next. And so he helped me through this process. And then I've come across it before others teach it as well. And then the Ikigai part of it is adding in, think of a Venn diagram, okay? Mm -hmm. So you've got these overlapping Mm -hmm. things and the Ikigai is the sweet spot where all four of them overlap. So it's the skills, the passion. It's the, what does the world need? Mm -hmm. What, I mean, Lord knows there's not a shortage of problems in the world that need to Mm -mm. be solved. Right? No, How can you help solve the problems of the world, or the people, or or the people in the world? What what problems right. can you solve? Help people solve what? And and that's why that look back is so important. What have you overcome in your life? What challenges have you overcome that people might mm-hmm. need help with? You know, that's the, one of the best places to look. And then the yeah. uh, fourth part about it is what will they pay you for? And and this one, it's amazing what you get paid for. I mean, I know of people who started g- little gardening businesses, right? You know, yep. I mean, people want to grow vegetables, right? And, 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 and yeah. gardening. I mean, that's something people are interested in and they will pay for, you know, uh, somebody to help them figure that stuff out, especially because mm-hmm. like, if you keep in mind, like if you're looking for something, I mean, a lot of times a needle in a haystack, right? You're on the internet, you're looking for something. I mean, you can go down so many different rabbit holes. So mm-hmm. really the opportunity in our world that I see today is not just giving people information, it's giving them a clear path, helping them to figure out how do I get from point A to point B? And that could, right. be, you know, and that could be, how do I get from, you know, I've never gardened before and uh-huh. I want put my own salad on the table. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that yeah. doesn't have to be a complicated point A to point B, but I don't, my time's valuable. I have a, I'm busy. I'm a professional. I'm working. I'm, you know, I have a family, whatever it is. And so people want easy solutions, right? They don't, mm-hmm. they don't pay for simplicity. Yes. Yes. So, and I so think in our, in our culture, we've just overcomplicated everything. Amen. You know? I mean, let's get back to growing up. You know, my grandma, she had a vegetable garden and if we wanted a salad, she would just go outside and pick the vegetables and bring it in. <laughs> you <For> know, sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, and having been through COVID and, you know, the shortages and all that, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's number one, it's proven stress reliever, right? I mean, yeah. if you, if you, you've done any of the research on, you know, cortisol and oxytocin, right? I mean, mm-hmm. gardening will increase those good hormones and decrease. Yeah. So if you're stressed, like that's one of the perfect things you could do. Plus, yeah. your grow, you know what's in it. You you know, you know the, the chemicals, the you know fertilizers, mm-hmm. the insecticide, mm-hmm. all of those things. You're in control of that, so you know yeah. what what's going into your vegetable garden, and right. you know your coffee grounds, your eggshells. I mean, you know, really getting back to to those simpler concepts. Yeah, that you're talking about your grandmother and it's as expensive as things have got too. i mean there's all kinds of incentives on on why to do that right yeah um yeah but again it's another one of those things that you could do and and see if you like it if you don't like gardening like do something else there's plenty of other things <laughs> out there like that yeah exactly so so in your profile you mentioned there are five ways to save 
So what are some of those five ways? I mean, I know it's don't spend your money, you know, but. <laughs> right. Things, okay. You know. Yeah. So a um, couple things. Number one is know your numbers. What I mean by that is the budget. How much yeah. is coming in? How much is going out? Most yes. people don't know that, right? You're They're right. They don't. really good about tracking. That's one of the things. It's, it's actually one of the exercises from my workshop. That was one of the mm -hmm. homework assignments was do a profit and loss and balance sheet document. Mm -hmm. You know, you really should do that every single year to know yeah. where you're. And if you don't know, it's super simple. Just get mm -hmm. it, either get a nap or do it the old fashioned way with pen and paper. Track every single expense for 30 days. Where's yeah. your money going? Right. Mm -hmm. Because you can't. You can't shoot a moving target. If you don't know what your numbers are, you're mm -hmm. dead in the water. Like you're, you're never going to get, um, get ahead with that. The other thing is simplify, declutter. How much stuff <laughs> yes. you have sitting around that you could convert to cash. <laughs> right. Okay? Because if you want to move, like you're going to have to get rid of it anyway. So you might as well start. And that's, uh, again, it's one of those things that's not only is it free, but it could be profitable activity to uh do that. Right. And then the freedom formula, as I mentioned, really focusing in on what are your skills? What are your passions? Getting really clear about that, because mm -hmm. that is where that's where your future lies. Right. I mean, when mm -hmm. I turned 50, Nikki, my model became if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, do I do things that aren't fun? Of course. <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is, it's sort of a guiding principle, like taking on new projects or, yeah. you know, getting you know, when I come up with something in my business and I say, okay, this isn't fun. I'll do it because I have to for a little while. But like my number one goal is to get rid of it. Like that, somebody yeah, else is going to yeah. do this. I'm not going to do this long term. Right. Right. I, right. My, yeah. Limited time. So being really clear about that. So that's going to help you do that. And I, that was something I, you know, really important that I learned in practicing law. I was a really, really good attorney. I mean, really uh -huh. good. I was a contracts attorney, but I realized sitting in front of a computer, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, cranking mm -hmm. out legal documents did not bring me joy. My back mm -hmm. hurt, my neck hurt, you know, like it mm -hmm. just was not. So just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's what you should do if it doesn't right. bring that joy and happiness. So, and then you know, getting rid of debt. I mean, I've seen some numbers, uh, you know, Americans debt had gone down and now it's starting to go back up again with the credit yep. card stuff kind of related to that first piece of knowing your numbers. But really, mm -hmm. I mean, debt is will kill you. It really limits your options. It does. Right? And, mm -hmm. you know, the price of cars has gone through the moon, as we know, and, you know, the yep. financing and all that. I mean, you know, try to pay cash for a car and just drive it into the ground. You don't have to have the shiniest new vehicle. I mean, no. really, it's that they'll both get you from point A to point B. Um, they do. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. Some of those things. And then, you know, when it comes to moving overseas, you know, I always recommend rent first. Do not buy. Do not buy. Now, in our case, we did because we were buying an investment. But I'm saying yeah. if you want to buy a place for you to live, don't do that because you don't know uh -huh. if you're going to like it there, right? And it's, it's right. always yeah. easier to buy sometimes than it is to sell, right? Mm -hmm. You fall in love mm -hmm. with something. 
So, you know, those are just some of the the tips that I recommend in that initial part of, you know, how to save and continue earning as you're thinking about. So in some of these places where you've lived, I mean, have you found it hard to make friends, you know, with people that live around you or people in the town or or have you just, you know, been more like you more isolated i mean how does how does that work out for you guys great question i mean question. you guys seem um, very happy you know yeah and- yeah well in the first place my husband's never met a stranger so um <laughs> and that's actually how this all came about because we go to the beach funny story so we would go to the beach like i said number one beach all of mexico we knew that i knew that 30 years ago like it's just gorgeous right mm. and so we go to the and he just strike up. I just want to relax, you know, floating. <laughs> oh, no, my husband's out there like striking up conversations with total strangers. Oh, where are you from? Oh, uh, and you've been here before. No, no, no. Well, of course, what do they do? They go, oh, where are you from? And they go, he goes, well, we live here. Are you what? You live here? <laughs> well, after about a hundred of these conversations, right? It's yeah. like people really want to know how to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's really how I started the podcast. It's how I, and I was curious myself because not everybody jumps on a 50 foot sailboat and sails 5,000 miles. <laughs> now it's been six years. No, ago, I only thought they have it in the movies. There's a whole bunch of other really cool expats here living on the island. I want to hear their stories. And so that's yeah. really how podcast started was just curiosity. My undergraduate degree was in anthropology. I had done oral histories before. So I just, uh-huh. you know, was like, I was going to start an online business. One of the, the first things they said is publish, publish. You must publish either start a blog <laughs> or a podcast. Well, I'm a good writer, but there were so many more blogs than there were podcasts. So I'm like, well, yeah. Have, yeah, I can do that. I, I like audio. So anyway, yeah. that's what I did. And I started interviewing all these people and gathering all this data and all this information. And what did wow, you do wrong? What yeah. would you have done differently? What do you like best about it? All of this, these sorts of things. And then that really was the impetus to start the workshop and just uh-huh. share what I was doing. And then, you know, those that that really were serious and and wanted my yeah. help, uh, I created yeah. a platform to be able to do that. And yeah. in the States, it was really easy. Here's my number one tip for moving to a new area. Join the Chamber of Commerce because okay. they are, and you know, of course, we were always in business if you're retired, maybe, but you can still hang out with them, right? Or Rotary. <laughs> yeah, I was a Rotarian right. for many years. We don't happen to have a Rotary club here on the island, but I, uh-huh. I know they, there's lots of virtual ones now, so I may have to get back involved. It's a great <laughs> service. But the service clubs and the Chamber, and the Chamber especially, because what you find typically is the you know, the most active businesses in the community that give back uh-huh. and all that, they're very active in the Chamber of Commerce. So when you yeah. move to a new area, I mean, think about it, like you need a new hairdresser, you need a new dentist, you need a new veterinarian, you need a new chiropractor, <laughs> you know, there's all these yeah. things that you need. And so what a great place to get those referrals because those folks know who's good. Oh, no, you don't want to go see this person, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. And, and so you kind of get that, that inside scoop. And, you know, there's social activities, usually networking, you know, after hours, business, uh-huh. all of that. So that's what I did in the States. Now, we don't have that here, but we do have a group that I got involved with right away called the Sisters of Perpetual Disorder. Don't you love it? <laughs> that's right up my alley. I'm so this, disorderly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this was founded probably 20 years ago now by my friend Tiffany, who I did interview for podcasts. 
She yeah. uh, started a wedding planning business. No better. She was an IT professional. Started a wedding uh, planning <laughs> business because a friend asked her to plan her wedding one time. And she's like, oh, that's something really cool. And, and so anyway, she was a single mom living here with her son. And it started originally as a support group for women who didn't have any family or whatever. And so it was, it yeah. was basically resources. And it still is. Like if I, uh, if anybody needs something, oh, uh, somebody got hurt and needs a pair of crutches. Oh, I need a pack and play for one of my guests is bringing a child. Oh, somebody needs a wheelchair. No, you know, it's a great it's, resource. Yeah. Anything. I had a guest here. I had some uh, little beach chairs, but they couldn't get down low. And so I needed one of those higher ones, like that fold up those full chairs. So one of the guests uh-huh. said, oh, yeah, I have one of those. I actually had several people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have one. So I go, okay, yeah. I'll go get it. It's a, they do uh, wine, the third Wednesday wine meeting, potluck. Everybody brings a bottle of wine and a dish to share. And it's, you know, obviously busier <laughs> than the wintertime or summertime. And then coffee right. on uh, the first Monday of every month. And then we've awesome. gotten involved. Uh, they've also gotten involved with the, there's a military base here on the island. And the Navy wives do a fundraising breakfast once a month. And so mm-hmm. we go there and they play Mexican bingo and they have raffle tickets and, you know, nice breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so every community has something like that uh, yeah. going on. And, and so it's, it's just a matter of finding those, you know, right. we play tennis though. There's one tennis court on the Island. So we've got, we <laughs> hang around and, you know, socialize with. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it's easier, obviously if you're extroverted, but you know, and even now with, with online stuff, I mean, you can still stay connected. I belong to a, a couple of different online networking groups because we don't really have business networking here where I live. Right. But I, I just right. go online to do that now. So, so easy. Well, uh, that just all sounds so amazing, Don. Like you've totally convinced me that's probably what I want to do down the line. If I just convince my husband to follow me. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. And I do talk about that in the book as well. You know, what is your fundamental interest in making those aligned as a couple? Because, yeah. uh, and I, I, I share the story. When I first met my husband, he was living on a 30-foot sailboat at the time. And uh-huh. our first two days, he took me sailing. I just, I, and we, well, it's not kind of, not, I won't go down there. But anyway, we were, we, it was different. <laughs> and uh, I told him dating horror stories. I, you'd never tell somebody I did. I didn't know. <laughs> can, can you, his reason for doing that was to find out if I got seasick. Because if I got seasick, I was out. <laughs> he's a sailor he was sailing four or five times a week racing competitive racer all that like he didn't want to be with a woman who got seasick <laughs> well this wow, girl, new dog. this minnesota girl passed with flying colors i grew up on the water <laughs> yeah but fishing you know yeah yeah stuff, water skiing you know all, all the legs up there so <laughs> But that's the kind of thing, too, you know, you've got to have those. And, and I talk about what some of our friends that play tennis. In fact, they just arrived this week from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They're snowbirds. They come down for about three months out of the year. And mm-hmm. Pat hates the cold. He can't stand mm-hmm. it. Rita yeah. doesn't really like the tropics that much. She doesn't prefer that warm of a climate, but right. she knows how much Pat hates the cold. And so she's yeah. willing to sacrifice her comfort level for a few yeah. months so he yeah. can get out of the snow and yeah. she, she makes the best of it right so yeah. it, it's not your total preference like can you make it work 
Right. Is there right. a way to compromise? Right. And that's where you would definitely need to have those open conversations. You know, even if it's not like a full time thing that you want to do, can you compromise, you know, for a little bit of time just so that yes. both of you get the best of both worlds? So right. how how can we find your book? Is yeah. it on Amazon so, or? Yep, it's on Amazon, but you can actually go to the, if you go to the website, claimyourdreamlifebook.com, there's links to okay. your all your favorite retailers. So it's at Barnes okay. & Noble, Walmart, Bookstop, all different ones. And then, you know, I'd love if you could leave a review that really helps with, yes. the, you know, distribution. Uh, and we're know, always asking for reviews. <laughs> And the feedback too, I love to hear from from people. And but she, you know, I'm glad you said that about the conversations because actually, one of my clients, that's what her husband said. She was really involved with the coaching program. He wasn't so much, but they actually mm -hmm. came here for a month to do what mm -hmm. I call a beta test. Try it out. Mm -hmm. Live like a yeah. little. Yeah. If it's yeah. if it's something that you're going to want to do before you go ahead and move. And that was actually right. the review that he gave. He said this book has really stimulated important conversation between yeah. me and my wife in terms of what our future like so That's it is good. something that you could both read in fact <laughs> i interviewed an, or i was interviewed on their podcast and i actually did interview them as well and it was funny they had his and hers copies because she is a she's like me she likes to get on her highlighter and make <laughs> and, dog and, dog. and he's a pristine book reader and so he wanted to read her book after she was finished with it, she said, no, 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 you're not going to like my book. And right. so I, or, well, I said, you know, mark mine up. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Law school, I think, you know, we had to, you know, get it, <laughs> all that stuff. But exactly. Yeah. I just yeah. Got, got that. They were held up. They each other. <laughs> yeah. love this episode of motherhood unfiltered it's going to be okay podcast head over to apple spotify or amazon podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you Mine is, and hers is like I'm through the ringer. <laughs> That's cute. I love that. <laughs> well done. I'm so glad. I'll make sure we put your website in the show notes and so in the podcast too. So I just recently, just so you know, too, or your listeners know, I did rebrand the podcast. It it launched originally as the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, and I I attended uh -huh. a event the end of last year. And everybody's like, no, no, this, it has to be this life in paradise thing. So I have re <laughs> launched it, renamed it and changing the format up a little bit because okay. um, I've really gotten into more teaching and training and, and that sort of thing. Good. I still do interviews, but it's now Good. called the Life in Paradise podcast. That, you know, that sounds more tempting. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. All the feedback I got from the conference because I, sh I had my business card, had my book cover on it. They're like, oh, is that yeah. your book card? Like, what are your podcasts? I go, no, it's this. And they go, oh, no, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know when we get started, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And that's why we're able to evolve and become better 
versions of ourselves because we're open to change and suggestions and considering, oh, okay, I didn't have the best idea. That's okay. <laughs> That's so. it. You can change and evolve and grow and and you know, it's kind of fun. And one thing I learned too, I want to add this um, before we sign off because I think it's uh-huh. really, really important. When I first started my podcast, I was terrified. I was terrified. It, whenever you start something new, right? It's like, oh, oh, I don't know. And thank goodness the first guest I interviewed was a pro. She was an author. And after I did the first one, I was like, that yes. wasn't so hard. But, yes. you know, that's what they said when, when I started studying online businesses. They said, you know, just get started because what's going to happen is you're going to evolve and grow and your audience is going to see that happen. And it makes mm-hmm. you more real. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it also encourages them to know that if it's not perfect in the beginning, it's okay. Nobody expects it to be. Exactly. Know? Yeah. And people I follow, I've seen them become such better Exactly. You know, communicators and demonstrators and things like that and it just reminds me that oh they are human too just like i am <laughs> you it, know? Endears, it, it endears them to you more right that's i yes. find that yes. too and so just let people in fact i was just listening to a video yesterday and that's what the, the guy was saying very successful youtube marketing guy you know eight-figure yeah. business he runs but he said you know right. people think that the, it has to be all scripted, a little perfect and all that. He said, that's yeah. not what people want to see. They want to yeah. see the real you. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And, you mm-hmm. know, he said some of the best videos that we see are people just having, you know, a, a close conversation. And so yeah. um, as we go into next year, I'm actually starting a monthly segment called Taking Command with Captain Tom. Because my <laughs> husband was complaining about the lack of leadership. He's like, oh, there's all these old guys running the country and where's the next generation coming up? And, I, you know, the new leaders and so forth. And so I play. He must have been reading my mind because right? I've been complaining about that forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, sweetie, what are you doing to lead? Exactly. Uh, 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 <laughs> and I said, you don't have to answer, but I have an idea for you. Yeah. I said, you have done extremely well in leadership i said i think it's time for you to share your wisdom with the world so what if yes. we co-host one episode a month or or you can do it yourself if you want to but right. uh, we'll just have a conversation about leadership because that's yeah. something that's really needed and yeah and you know we of course must lead ourselves first but we're all leaders right if yeah. we want a better world we all have to lead yes i i definitely am glad you guys are going to be doing that because like I talk about, you know, I raised three boys and they need that masculinity or that masculine leadership that only a man can offer them. I, I don't know anything about that. You know, I just know how I react to it positively or negatively. Right. And I just feel like that our younger generation is, especially now with some of the culture stuff that's been going on, is they're left behind in the nest. Yeah, you know, because of their color or whatever it is. So that's that to me. I think that's a great idea. We do need more of that. So, but Dawn, thank you so much. Oh, I just enjoy listening to you because <laughs> you're just so full of information. And I just, my brain tries to soak it all up. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate <laughs> it. And, you know, I, I know the work you do is so important. 
Yes. Thank you, Don. <laughs> and hopefully we can get back together again. <laughs> I love that for sure. <laughs>